<laughs> the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, so much just for your great grace. And I just uh, give you this this time and ask, Lord, that you would be in each of our hearts and that you would equip us to the work that you have called us to uh, for your own glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, just I want to just ask quickly, um, we are... We are having, uh, this is the Truth and Life class, uh, sort of the original, we've been doing it I guess now for about uh, about nine months, and um, and we had, the original purpose behind the, the Truth and Life class was to, um, some people asked for some things, maybe just a little bit less academic than the Dean's class, or just something a little more uh, applicable, and so we generally in this space have something like, like this is a four-part class on uh, basically on parenting um, and grace in, in parenting, and we've had uh, on death and dying, and we've had uh, faith in the workplace and things like that. And I just wanted to sort of know, maybe just a two-minute discussion, if, if if you know that this is always sort of the, that dedicated space, if you if this is sort of your go-to class, if you just sort of follow the teacher or the topic, and I would love to, um, you're going to be right there, babe. Um, if, uh, if you have any comments or had any idea that this is a, a unique sort of, setting that, that we've put up. Anybody? Yes, you knew. Yes, you knew that this is always in here as a class like that. No, you had no idea. We just follow the topic. And we really love the teacher. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, that's, well, that's, that's actually helpful. Um, so just, just to know, this is generally, and what we're, we're, you know, we're still feeling it out, but going forward, this is a class that is um, sort of dedicated to uh, application. And, uh, and so we always want to sort of drench it with grace, uh, not say by, by our works, but we just really want to, um, but we've had people ask for that, and so that's, that's kind of what this is. The teachers will vary, the series will vary, but it's always going to be something like that. Um, oh, man, I didn't bring it. The, um, this class is called uh, Grace in the Grind, and uh, I, I was, as a parent of young children, that's, that's really just kind of what I... What I feel like it, uh, it is a lot of times, and what I feel like uh, I need is grace uh, in the grind. And um, I, I'm <laughs> be quiet. Um, and <laughs> don't run in the house. Um, I uh, have one thing that we we have not done much. And again, we're just trying, just always trying to find new things. We we don't go through books much. We go through books of the Bible, or we go through passages and, and stuff, but we, we don't go through like a book very often for, for good reason, I think, but I am primarily, I'm using a central uh, book that is uh, for this class, and it is called, uh, it is by Elise Fitzpatrick, and it's called Give Them Grace. The subtitle is Dazzling Your Kids with the Love of Jesus. Uh, I think there's one copy uh, in, the, in the bookstore, and we will uh, get some more copies uh, if, if you would like, but it's called Give Them Grace, Dazzling Your Kids with the Love of Jesus, and it is the best theology of parenting, uh, it's not just sort of how-to tips. Um, it, it really, I think the second part of the book kind of gets into that, but it really grounds it with a theology um, and uh, of, of parenting. And I'm sort of using that uh, as, a, um, as my text here. And, and we're certainly going to talk about Scripture. And, uh, but I just wanted to, to say that. If you want to follow that, we're going to Take two or three chapters each each week is sort of where I, or what I am. I'm not going to hold it up and uh, such, but but just want to know grace and um, I'm sorry, give them grace, 
dazzling your kids with the love of Jesus, Elise uh, Fitzpatrick. Now, I always try to do a disclaimer. that I, This is a discussion. Uh, I, I am not an expert, and uh, Amy is uh, not an expert, and we... Um, we, this is a discussion because we can learn as much from you as, as you can from us and, and probably more. Uh, we, uh, being parents are, is, is one of the great joys of our lives. It is also the hardest thing uh, that we do. And, um, and it's wonderful and it's awful and it's great and it's terrible and it's all, uh, you just, um, in all the right ways. And, um, and, and we just kind of roll that up and, and give it uh, to the Lord. So, uh, just we want to sort of this class is going to be sort of acknowledging that and sort of talking, uh, talking through that. Um, but just a, first, a couple of uh, videos. Uh, one, uh, just you may have seen it before. It kind of got a lot of um, airtime on on the internet and stuff. And I just I think it's it's really uh oh, this is working just a second ago. There it is. Um, somebody gr- grab that hit that light just. Don't make me count to one, two, three. Yeah, it's a parent rap, y'all. We may spend most of our time chasing toddlers down, but we still know how to rock the hizzle. I don't even know what you just said. We used to be cool. Back in the day, back on the block. Watching PG-13 movies, staying up way at the dock. And we had a couple shorties, and now we're really tossing. Cause now we be rolling with our own little posse in the minivan. Or in our little wagon, let me throw it to moms, cause the little one is sagging. I used to believe I used to dress real shoe, now I accessorize the food that's already been chewed. And that's alright, I make this diaper bag look good, when I'm walking through the mall, trying to wrangle my brood. My PB&Js will set your world on fire, I can make you mac and cheese blindfolded on a wire. I'm wiping the doo-doo, kissing the food, has got them eyes in the back of my head, I see your doo-doo. Get your elbows off the table, mom and dad. 
the year, check it, that's the label. It's a paragraph, y'all. And it's a parent. We're great parents. Mom and daddy in the house. Mom and daddy own the house. Mom and daddy need to clean the house. <laughs> Don't make me stop this beat. I'll do it. I'll pull this beat right over. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good one. I really, I really like that. It really, I mean, these are these are parents that are, have really embraced the role. I mean, they love what they do. It's just day in and day out, and they they just really. I mean, it seems like they've just really they're sort of exalts this just great uh, parenting. I don't know about you, but I sort of feel like this sometimes. Love is patient, and love is kind. Um, it's just the way it is, isn't it? Um, you know, I just, I saw, you know, the, the, the people looking at, at him and sort of glowering in disapproval, and disapproval, and I've been on both sides of that. Um, and, and uh, you know, I just, uh, I, I think the, there are times when the, the law of expectation uh, both our uh, others' expectation of ourselves as parents and our own expectation of ourselves, uh, let alone uh, what we perceive to be God's expectation of us. Sometimes being a Christian sort of complicates things in a sense. Um, and uh, that, that that law of expectation is, is crushing. It's it's really crushing. Um, and the way that we often respond to that is by transferring uh, the law of our own expectation to our to our kids. Um, and so the sort of verse for today uh, is Romans 10.4. Romans 10.4. Uh, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. And I just want to uh, spend a little time uh, on that. Uh, for Christ is the end of the law to everyone who believes. Now, we um, uh, there are four types of obedience that we uh, t- uh, should uh, and are teaching our kids. And I'm just going to go through sort of four types of, uh, of obedience. Uh, the first one is what uh, Fitzpatrick calls uh, initial obedience. This is teaching your child uh, to uh, respond and obey when you say no, when you say come to my voice, when you say um, stop. Uh, this is just initial obedience. This can save their lives if they're running out into a, a busy road. Um, it is very important for us to teach children these commands and for them to respond well. So that's the first one, initial obedience. second one is social obedience. This is please and thank you. 
Uh, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Now, um, manners differ uh, geographically. Uh, I, when we went to we went up north and we I was just trying to be polite and I would say yes ma'am it actually was a little offensive uh, when I was uh, uh, up there and I, I couldn't ever really figure that out but um, but but that's so just knowing uh, so say it turns out contrary to how I was raised saying yes ma'am and no ma'am uh, isn't uh, the law of God uh, that was that was um, uh, because up there they love the Lord but that wasn't when I was Living up north, I just that wasn't how they did things, and they would. Uh, I can remember one couple came down south for a weekend with some friends or something, and they're like, we were yes ma'am and no ma'am and all over the place. They just it was just so out out of their box, and I just I just I, that the fact that it was out of their box was completely out of out of my box. But um, now, so so if if we te- we're teaching our children the social uh, responsibilities that they have, the social obedience. And uh, if they willfully disobey that, then I'm, that might reveal sinfulness uh, in their life. But compliance, their compliance with these things, even their compliance with the initial obedience, is actually not a matter of Christian righteousness. Uh, it does it, it not affect their standing uh, before God. Uh, in fact, obedience can also reveal that they are a, um, not just that they are compliant, but that they are, a, um, that they are people pleasers. And so they may be doing... Uh, maybe obeying uh, to to hear to get that affirmation and that praise. Uh, that was that was me growing up. Not anymore. Uh, uh, but um, so there's initial and there's social. There's civic obedience. This is teaching our kids to obey the laws of the land. Uh, they they need to be taught to be law-abiding citizens. Obey the laws of the land. Uh, not to cheat. Not to steal. Uh, not to lie. Uh, to accept and obey authority so that when the blue lights go off, which I'm sure they wouldn't for your child, but when the blue lights go off, um, and, and that they stop, you know, and they do what the officer says, and uh, they need to be taught that. Uh, this is a, a great quote from Fitzpatrick about civic obedience. Uh, While it is true that one should not haul off and punch any person who displeases them, it is also true that an unregenerate pacifist will feel God's wrath in the same way that an unregenerate bully will. Of course, it's better for a family and a society to be uh, peace-loving rather than violent and abusive, but ultimately, before God, only Christ's righteousness will suffice. And and that's that's an I think that's an amazing statement. Part of civic obedience. You don't when somebody bothers you, you don't haul off and punch them. Does that affect their righteousness before God? I sort of feel like deep in my heart it does, uh, but I can't find anything in Scripture for that. Um, Religious obedience. So we have initial, social, civic. Religious obedience. Uh, This is what we um, teach children to do as a part of their life of faith before they come to faith. Uh, For instance, we teach our kids to be quiet during the prayer at the dinner table. Uh, to be quiet uh, and uh, sit quietly during church. Um, that is, pro- if they even succeed at that, uh, it is probably not anything more than a, a, a religious exercise. It's a, an exercise in self-discipline. Uh, it is probably not the fruit of saving faith. Um, likewise, memorizing the words of the Lord's Prayer. That is, that is good and right. You should have your kids, teach your kids the Lord's Prayer. 
Um, my three-year-old could say that. He had no idea what it meant. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no knowledge of, of what the Lord's Prayer meant, and and so it wasn't uh, didn't indicate any understanding in his heart, much less his mind. And so this is what I want to say. It it is uh, it is good and proper to teach our children each of these uh, forms of obedience. And each one may reveal whether you have more of a prodigal on your hands or more of an elder brother. And you know what I mean by that? The, par- the two sons and the what we call the parable of the prodigal son, but it's really the parable of the two sons. And both are separated from their father, one by his disobedience, one by his obedience. And, and how, they, how your children respond to initial obedience, social obedience, um, uh, civic obedience, even religious obedience, uh, it may reveal whether you have more of a prodigal or more of an elder brother. Oftentimes, it's, it's a combination of both. Uh, none of these affects our children's standing before God. Now, why is that? Is this class too big for discussion? Yeah, yeah, we're all sinners. And say, say what you're gonna say, Catherine. Yeah, Christ is the end. It's it's Christ's righteousness that affects their standing before God. Ultimately, His election, His call on their life. Only the grace of God, given in faith through the calling uh, of the Holy Spirit, that's what saves them. And that's what makes them righteous. That's what makes them Christians. That's what makes them righteous before God. Now, hold on to that. Because what makes us, as parents, righteous before a holy God? You know that the answer is the same thing. But I don't know about you, but I don't parent like that. I carry a lot. I personally carry a lot. Carry a lot more responsibility. It, let me. It gets weird when you have a collar on as a dad. But, um, <laughs> but, but I carry a lot more angst and anxiety, and um, uh, because of my children's disobedience, because there is something in me that says if they disbehave, then that affects my worth, my standing before God, my uh, the the. What other people think of me, I, feel, I put a particular burden on my kids to, to behave. They don't always carry that burden like I wish they would. But, um, uh, you know, in, in church or in any sort of uh, religious function. And I parent as if my standing before God depended on my children's obedience. And, um, and when they don't obey, it leads to despair uh, it leads to me feeling like a failure, um, and I mean, I, in fact, I was. It was not long ago that um, this, is, this is just a busy sort of busy season uh, in in our lives, and I needed to to read this book that I told you about, um, and and I had some I had some time. All I needed to do, I needed to get our kids down to bed. Amy was uh, was off doing. Doing something with the girls' night out, really just fun thing <laughs> that I let her go do. Yeah, how often I do that. Yeah. Um, 
No, I'm sure she was at the grocery store or something like that. And she does deserve girls' nights out. But, um, but anyway, Amy came back, and I, I mean, like, she, she had to clear the steam out that had come out of my ears. And um, when she came in, it was, I was so angry at, at my children for, for what they had done. I had taken, I was taking the baby up to, to put him down, and I had to put the baby down twice and come downstairs to break up fights. And, and you know, I tried to, man, you know. I, do you remember the old Seinfeld, Serenity Now, <laughs> Serenity Now, Insanity Later? Like that's that's what, and I was at the point of insanity. I, I just tried and tried to keep it in, keep it in, and it just, pow, just exploded. And, and they didn't feel good, and I didn't feel good. And I, I'm just going to sit down and read this book about great parenting and giving them grace. And, and I, you know, I was I said some nice words about that. And I, I just, um, I, I, I just felt like a failure. What a what a joke that I was gonna have to get up and talk talk to people about how to be a good parent and how to give your kids grace and um, when I I just how how could I even how how could I do that um, I am and I'm saying all these things because I know I feel like I'm, I'm taking confidence in the fact that you understand these these emotions um, but I feel terrified of what other people think of me as a parent. I mean, good gosh, you walk into this, we have this dry, clean, beautiful church. I, I've had, um, I have people tell me that they really honestly believe that they are, it's, that they're the ones with problems at the Advent. And um, like, I just, I can't let anybody know about our problems because look at everybody else. I'm like, they, I, that is one good thing about having a collar on. I have a little vantage point. I know some, I know a lot of people's things. I can say, listen, you're not, <laughs> you're not alone. Now the perspective on that, uh, you know, when I, when my kids go crazy and I feel like a failure, um, I, I lose that perspective. But I, I am terrified. I'm personally terrified of, of what others think of me uh, as a parent. And, and the reason that I lose my temper with my kids uh, is because when they uh, choose to disobey or don't choose, just just do it. It's not a, uh, it's willful or it's or it's just knee jerk or however you want to say it. I I feel threatened. I I feel I personally uh, disrespected, and I feel like my worth as a person is on the line because of this five-year-old. You know, <laughs> this two-year-old affects uh, my my worth, and of course, you know, there's a sense in which they do it's such a thing. But, but I it, I am looking from him or looking to get from her uh, what I real I can only get from God. I'm making an idol out of this child's obedience, and I can only get that affirmation uh, from God. If Christ is the end of the law for everyone who believes, and I believe, then that ought to take an incredible burden off of us as parents. It ought to, it ought to minister to us in that moment where the steam's coming out and we just can't... To say that, that my value and my worth as a Christian, as a child of God, is not actually dependent upon people not looking at me like those people in the in the grocery store and raising their eyebrows. It's not dependent upon um, my parents and what their memory of our perfect childhood was or their perfect job as parents. That voice, I don't know if anybody else has that voice in their in their ear a little bit. 
what are the implications for you as a parent? I mean, you can take it on any other role that you feel, but what are they as a parent? If your whole righteousness before God and your whole worth and value actually have nothing to do with your success as a parent, what kind of burden would that lift? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. What, and you struggle with that part of it, that you, and, you, and it's more like a failure upon yourself. Yes. Like, what am I, what am I, what am I missing? What am I not listening to? You know, when you have this thing come out, you're kind of... Mm-hmm. Are you asking what... Uh, obviously, you have a friend who's dealing with this situation. <laughs> um, Scott, yeah, you asked on, on Scott's behalf. Um, are you asking what do you do with the feeling that I'm, my technique is, is yeah. wrong? My uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's right. What do you think, honey? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I was just thinking I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. That you think obviously I must not be doing something right if if this is how they're acting, like what have they not gotten from me in such a way that they could still act like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> yeah, Jamie. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to add a little bit more of a curve to it. I teach special education. Right. I teach children with behavioral problems. And I have a second child who is a handful at best. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a lot of, I mean, especially when you're out, you're like, well, everybody knows me in the community. They know what they do. Mm-hmm. Why can't that person control their child? Mm-hmm. So my prayers have changed. And believe me, I'm on my knees a lot. Um, that First of all, I remind myself every day that God made my child just like he wanted him. Mm-hmm. And then my other prayer is not necessarily for my child to change, but to show me the way and the path. Because he has a path for him. Mm-hmm. Where is it that my child needs to go? Show me the places to take him and the people to meet and those kind of things so we mm-hmm. can go on that path. Yeah. So, my, you know, your children are going to do wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. I do. I'm trained. I do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I think I do. I've tried everything. But <laughs> At some point along the way. Along yeah. the way. But, you know, yeah. you know, he's very ADHD. I pray for the right doctor, mm-hmm. you know, to give us the right medications, to give us the right counseling, to do all those things and put the people in our lives and put the people in his life that they need, because I know God's going to take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's what's happened with me. My prayers have changed. Yeah. Yes, sir. I was just going to say, I mean, I think it's worth asking where that voice comes from. And we all hear that voice in our head, oh, what am I doing wrong? Why, you know, why does this child mm-hmm. do what I think I've you know, taught them to do? And, but, I mean, if we take that to its logical conclusion, I mean, what God must feel like a terrible failure. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look at myself and I look at all the people around me and we're all with children and we're doing all mm-hmm. this crazy stuff that you know, he taught us better. Mm-hmm. Um, so that voice is coming from somewhere, but it, you know, it ain't God. Mm-hmm. I, I can guarantee you that. Yeah. I think I think that's a really really valuable point. And if anybody's <laughs> listening to the recording, what Jason says is that it, that it's not. Um, that voice is coming from somewhere, but it's not coming from God because uh, God's voice is not going to be condemning. And if God were 
uh, if you took that voice to its logical conclusion, then God must be really uh, disappointed with us and must feel like a failure. Um, and yet we know that God doesn't feel like a failure. He's He's God. He's done everything right. Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so praying for you changes. I can't control what my kids do. Mm-hmm. And so praying that my reaction changes because when I blow up or Charlie blows up, it's teaching them that that's how you react. And then sometimes mm-hmm. you have to be like, they are too. I mean, right. I've caught myself more than once telling my two-year-old or my five-year-old to act their age. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what I really want is them to act my age. Right. That's 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 what I want. Um, and, and, and but what I, then I then upon further reflection is I'm acting their age uh, and so um, boy I see that too much uh, but it's really really good and this is what really this is what this class ought, it ought to be um, discussion and uh, what uh, so to so say more I mean what what are the implications if your worth as a parent is as an individual as a child of God if your worth is solely in the fact that God loves you, God loves you in that moment when your kids on the on the uh, floor in, in Target or Publix and and you know throwing stuff all over the place, and the people around you know they got their eye about, but somehow in the midst of that, God's love for you is unchanged. And um, <laughs> you know I well I, I don't need to say what I was going to say that was might have felt sounded insensitive, but um, but if God's love for you in that moment in that and that way of dealing is unchanged. If you have a child that is, is perpetually difficult, uh, they have a very strong will, or they, they have ADHD, or they have, um, you know, they just have a, a personality. And, and, and that is, we have, we have a strong-willed kid. And that is um, it's so hard sometimes. And you do. You feel like, what I, what technique am I doing wrong? Obviously, there's obviously, I haven't found, I've given her all these pills, but the magic one is not the right one. You know, so I need to keep, I need to keep, keep finding. Yeah. I was, I was talking to um, Frank, actually, one time. And we were, I was just kind of telling him about uh, my strong-willed child and the, and the difficulty in, in raising uh, that particular one of my three and, and I said, you know, because a lot of what we what we say here at the Advent is that it's the parents' responsibility to to teach their kids about uh, the Lord and, and to teach their them the faith. Uh, and it's our job as the church is to support you in that. And I believe that, and I, I believe Scripture supports that. And and what I kind of told Frank in my despair is, I think if we just if we just stay at it and we have, you know, our our family devotions at night before they read the bed uh, read the Bible before they go to bed and if we just continue to do the right things and eventually this child is, is going to come around and and he just it was so helpful because he said you know Joe that child is no more in your hands than anything else he said you don't should do those things but you cannot think that that child's salvation depends on what you do because that that child's salvation depends upon Jesus and His call upon that child's life. So I'm, I'm working real hard not to be gender specific uh, with my kids, but because it really doesn't matter if it's a strong-willed child or the compliant child, it's my prodigal or my older brother. It doesn't it doesn't matter. And that was a I mean I don't remember that all the time, I, I, but I it does bring peace when I go back to it. That. 
that child is in in their in his hands and and therefore I am in his hands and I have a responsibility along the way but ultimately that child is the Lord's and that just takes this incredible burden uh, off uh, off of me uh, as a parent and I hope it does for you uh, we're going to talk more and more sort of about um, how we treat ourselves but really what I want us to hear is not about don't teach your kids the law what I want you to hear in this class today is is that you have a release from the law of your own expectation because you are you are full and whole in Christ and he is with you uh, in your struggles uh, as as a parent and the fact that you are struggling as a parent makes you like everybody other, every other parent and uh, and I personally take great comfort uh, in that knowing how much you all struggle um, <laughs> it's a uh, what I Part of, part of this, the truth in life thing, and this, you, you can participate or not participate, I hope you will, uh, is sort of community building. And what I would like for you to do, whether you know the person next to you or, or not, I'd like for you, you got, we have five minutes left in class, and don't, take, don't spend ten minutes talking about your kid. Uh, top card, one thing, will you please pray for my family about this? You can do couples, you can do individuals, however you want to do it. I'm asking you just to pray with each other and name, name your child or name your children or name your issue. And, um, and then, you may not even know each other's names. That's okay. Pray for them throughout the week. Just, just take it upon yourself when you're saying your prayers uh, to pray for that need throughout the week. And then, it would be like a science experiment. We'll see what happens. I don't know. So, so that's it. Uh, bless you and uh, pray pray with each other and then leave after you're done.